down a track that could be anywhere, flies the soaring Scotlander. A train that could be any other. In the locomotive, a nervous engineer awaits the arrival of the line bulls as an even more nervous nobleman taps his foot. Three attendants of various sizes help to steady the red-faced Lord Glixterbury, whose stomach churns as he feels the train glide along the tracks. The door opens to let in three line bolts, whose entry brings on another twist of the Lord's stomach. They could be any line bolts, but the one in front just so happens to wear a badge reading Brogan. Now what I'd like to hear from you, Zan, is if you could describe to me what Lord Glixterbury sees as the train car door opens up and you walk into the room with your balls. Excellent. So as Indigo, broken as it were, walks into the room, you see a, a fairly not unremarkably tall, actually, if, if anything, a little bit on the shorter side, masculine presenting figure with uh, a white shirt, grayish pants, both of which have seen uh, no small amount of lightning oil stains and some very well-worn and less well-repaired suspenders kind of keeping everything up together, uh, holding the mask that they were using previously at their side. They don't stand too tall, about five, six or so. Uh, As you look them in the eye, you see a pleasant, if somewhat vacant look that's a little distracted by the pale blue sclera of the eye that darkens into a dark green around the pupil. And if you look closely, you'll see that while the bulls that he accompanies cast shadows as normal, there is nothing but light where he walks. Lord Glixterbury, who is uh, at the moment sulking, leaning on the shoulders of one of his large attendants, turns around at the sound of the door and looks to you, Indigo, seeing your badge name Brogan, and says, um, Oh goodness, is this, is this what you've made me wait for? A couple of line bulls? Yeah, yeah, no, don't worry. It, it seems like it was waiting. But it's not actually waiting. It was the appropriate amount of time to build the anticipation. It's great. It's going to be worth it. These guys are top of the line. These folks, top of the line. The engineer of the uh, Soaring Scotlander says, He's going to be less than hospitable there uh, in the go. Lord Glixterbury was asking me to stop the train. And I know, we reunion boys, any uh, stops in Deathlands have got to be approved by you. Okay, hey, tell you what, here's what I'm going to do. We're going to keep moving and I'm going to hear you out. Bear your soul. What can I do? How can I make you happy? Why must I speak? Lower myself to speak to a oil-stained line bull? I am getting a terrible bout of motion sickness, and I simply believe the train should stop for however long it takes for me to re-recenter my humors. Look, I, I hear you, and I'm with you. Oh, you know what sucks? Throwing up on this train. Don't stick your head out the window, but... What I can do for you, let's let's find a compromise here. I'll, I'll change my shirt, I'll put on something clean, and I can I can hug you if you want. I'll make you feel secure. <laughs> you know, I'm just I'm just trying to help here. I wouldn't do this without asking. I just want you to be happy, you know? This is ludicrous. I am Lord of White Hollow, which means that my noble words should be heeded as the Empress himself. I don't know what this strange talk of uh, uh, line bulls deciding when a train stops and goes, but I certainly will not let you touch me. 
I'll have you hollowed first. I think this is going to get to the part where we need to roll some dice, Zan, to uh, to resolve the situation. Rolling some dice? Oh hell yeah! This is gonna be this is gonna be kind of a weird one because normally these are fights, and I guess this could become a fight if you'd like it. But you seem to be doing a pretty good job of trying to mediate here. Regardless, we're going to roll, um, for lack of a better term, the against the supernatural, or really what this roll is, uh, what happens when you lead the bulls. Um, so first, I ask you some questions, and that determines what modifier you'll have when you roll your 2d6. Great. First off, have you completed your apprenticeship? Most definitely. That's a plus one. Have you completed your journeymanship? You are level two. So that's another plus one. So that's plus two total. Excellent. Do you have the support of another gang? No. Uh, it's just you and your boys, though. Did you hold an anchor lottery? My question for you. Uh, theoretically, if this, comes, uh, if this becomes a, a, a conflict... Mm-hmm. What role do you think you're in right now? I think you've got four bulls here. I think you've got a full group. Are you the anchor? Are you the rook? Are you the owl or the spider? I feel like I'm the owl at this point because I mentioned I had the mask. All right. Uh, so yeah, maybe yeah. that was where the goggles were. I like that. Yeah, yeah. But you definitely held an anchor lottery. You've got a bull in every other role. Do the other bulls swear to follow your orders without hesitation? For this, I love to give people a chance to uh, say something, to uh, inspire the bulls. Usually it's to, you know, to fight something, but in, in your case, to, uh, to talk this out, to work out this issue. All right, everybody. I understand this is a little bit of a tense situation, but guys, let's remain calm. Let's keep a, a level head. Remember, bull stampede together and we stand strong. So follow my lead. We got this. Yeah, yeah. We, we got this. Yeah, yeah. So that's, uh, you don't take the minus one for there. Uh, have you worked this line area before? Well, for sure. We're in your train. This is this is your home place. So um, roll me 2d6 with a plus 2. 2d6 with a plus 2. All right. That comes. That is a 6 and a 2. Plus that 2 brings me to 10. Hell yeah. If you've got the document open, you can see us on the second page. Uh, the middle column is the Against the Supernatural. Regardless, I'm going to mm-hmm. read out the three options you have and just choose two, two of them. The first is seizing the initiative. That'll mean you get to act first. Uh, with whatever you're going to do before something else happens. Second, you maintain an orderly disposition, meaning the bulls are deployed where you want them and are ready for action. Uh, In this case, if you've got some sort of plan in place, you can declare who is in what position, normally for combat reasons, but also like if somebody's got that clean shirt for you, if somebody's got some nice 1920s (laughs) Alka Seltzer or something. And then the third is seizing a particular opportunity or advantage which is just something that'll give everybody a plus one ongoing while exploiting that advantage. That one's probably pretty familiar, if you know, powered by the apocalypse. So yeah, which, which two are you interested in? So I think for these two, I definitely need to maintain an orderly position. Mm-hmm. And I think that let's seize the initiative. Let's, let's, get some, All right. let's get some momentum here. I like it. I like it. First off, you can describe to me what position they are in right now, or however your action goes, like we'll assume their their game to receive whatever you throw out at them. As the person who's leading the bulls, you get to make the opening move, which, again, mostly for combat, but we've already done a funny uh, April Fools. They worked in a coffee shop, and we used these for working in a coffee shop, not killing people. So if you'd like, as the owl, you could roll Insight, to determine the best gambit for resolving this situation. All right. Otherwise, if you'd like, you could just roll straight force, which in this case would be forcefully telling him, like, you know, no, sir, finesse to try to talk him into something. 
steel would probably just be carrying on being unbending. But the special thing would be rolling insight. Let's be special with it. Let's do it. All right. So you're going to roll roll me 2d6 plus your insight. And based on the results, that's going to be if you've got questions to hold or questions to ask right now. Pleasantly surprised. It's a uh, it's a nine together, but I do have a minus one in insight. Uh, well, so it's going to be an eight. You, uh, you get hold one. You can spend it one for one during the scene if you'd like to ask now. Otherwise, yeah, what are they really feeling? What do they want? At this moment, the motion sickness, the, the, the sick tummy, that's true. That's real. But I think what's really, what's really getting him, what he's really feeling that you've been brought out is surprise and, and powerlessness. Lord Glixterbury is trying to think of how to stop feeling like suddenly inferior. Look, I, I understand this is not the place that you necessarily feel like is, is the most comfortable for you, but I'm, I'm pretty comfortable here. I, I get that. If I was in your house, I, I would be wicked uncomfortable too. I don't want to presume how you feel. My boy Pritchard over there can go get us some of the weird juice stuff that kind of helps folks uh, relax sometimes. Booker is, uh, is, is pretty good with the back rub. I don't know, like that might help you like calm down a little bit. Tell you what, you look super stressed and I know what helps me, cold rag. Like put that on your forehead, that might help with that. I'm happy to do it for like, I have other jobs that I could be doing right now, but I, I feel like taking care of you is, is my priority. A cold rag. A little compress. Cold rag and some juice. We'll make it first class for you. Well, like first-ish class, as first class as we can. I demand, I demand that that you explain to me right now why this train can't just stop. That all sounds very pleasant, but but why not stop the source of my issues? Because my issues are White Hollow's issues, a whole city. Hey, you're right. I. Uh, I understand that that sounds like dork shit, uh, but if we stop, we're probably going to get et. Personally, I've seen the kind of stuff that can et us if we're if we're out on the train. And it's one thing to like stop and do a quick repair, like that's not great, but we can get around it. But it's another to just like stop and then we have to build momentum again. And if we see one on the horizon, it's already going to be too late. It's going to et us. If we stop, we can't stop, but I feel like your tummy's going to hurt worse in something else's tummy. I would love for you to roll me a finesse roll right now. Oh, yeah. Finesse is a straight roll for me. It's fine. That one. We got a 10. We got a 10. Uh, all right. So you can pick two from the list of doing it quickly, doing it without trouble, compromise, or cost, or doing it impressively, stylishly to greater effect. In this case, the goal is to try to explain to him why it's a bad idea to stop right now. Hmm. Okay. I think narratively the best ones is to do it quickly and to do it stylishly or to great effect. I feel like I I gotta let him have a, a win in some shape, form, or fashion here. So I'll, I'll let him direct how it goes. I think while the train's going, it's, it's rattling. You're laying out your argument very well, <laughs> very eloquently. You can see in his eyes that he's starting to, to listen to you and believe you. A bump in the train pushes you like harmlessly against him. But as soon as your your filthy working class body touches Lord Glixterbury, one of those uh, guards is going to uh, grab hold of your arm in a not too friendly grip. And another one of the attendants saying, um, it's forbidden for you bowls to touch the noble. Uh, and Lord Glixterbury says, oh, 
Oh yes, he's so right. Uh, we can't stop, but I can't have your, your your paws on me. Oh, I get it. Is that your uniform? I'm so sorry. I'm happy to get your uniform clean. Uh, and he's gonna look pointedly at the person holding his arm. Yeah. And the stare is gonna be a little bit more intense yeah. than it normally is. I appreciate your help. Thank you for helping me do my job by keeping your boss happy. I appreciate that kind of workmanship, and I hope you're being compensated accordingly. This this guy is definitely going to stare back at you. He wants to extract some sort of price from you, but one, because I think this is appropriate, and two, I want you to roll something you're good at. I would love to roll steel for you guys having a competition of your resolves. Oh, who blinks first? Steel is rolled a little bit differently than uh, the right. other three. When you steal yourself, you pick from the list one that you don't want to do. And then based on your role, you'll either do that one or a different one. Okay. I think on the line is potentially some like harm coming at you. Mm-hmm. So the one that immediately comes to mind is I feel harm on the table, but I don't want to rage lose control or do unintended harm. I like it. Yeah, you are. You are trying to be very placid here. I, I, mm-hmm. I like that. So make your role. And that is the one that you do not want to do. All right. So that is a 10. It's a five and a three. That's a 10? Yeah, with that plus two. You do none of them. Don't you understand the consequences of you? And then Lord uh, Glicksterbury is like, oh, oh, leave him be. Leave him be, Bradigan. Oh, where's that juice? You said there was juice. Pritchard's like, got the juice, boss. Uh, <laughs> hands the juice over. I follow the union protocol and I take the juice and then hand the juice over. Yeah, hand yeah, the yeah. juice to one of the uh, to one of the bodyguards. And go, hey, yeah, yes. here you go. This is for your guy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I think you don't even know. Glicksterbury's uh, like, Bradigan, Bradigan, hand it to me. And the guy was grabbing you. Let's go of you. Grabs the juice and says, thank you. <laughs> Through like gritted teeth. And um, hands the juice. Yeah, I think Lord Glicksterbury drinks. Says, oh. Oh, thank you, thank you. I must say, this is a strange system that you're trying aboard this train, but I suppose, I suppose, I... There's no reason for me to uh, tilt at at any sort of windmill here. You've done, you've done right as well. I'll, I'll, I'll return, I'll return to the parlor car. Brannigan, lead the way. Carry me. If you need anything else, you just holler. I'm here to help. Your concern is my concern. Just let me know. I'm happy to help, okay? Okay. You're you're broken, right? Oh, I'll tell. Oh, yeah, broken, broken. Good, good, strong, badly. And uh, they leave the uh, locomotive, leaving (laughs) uh, you, your bulls, and uh, the engineer. Hell yeah. Broken doing it big. Broken doing it right. High five, guys. (laughs) <laughs> a lot of high fives <laughs> made by me and Sam high-fiving ourselves. <laughs> um, one fist bump, but one the rest high five. That's going to get a sound effect. Um, mm. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, um, the engineer uh, says, uh, uh, thanks a lot, you guys. Things have been running a lot more smoothly with decisions being run by you, I got to say. I'm happy to hear. I can't take all the credit, though. These guys, folks I got on the line with me, they're the real heroes. Oh, thanks a lot. Oh, Rogan, I gotta say, you're the best bull I've ever rode with. Touching my soul, Richard. You're touching my soul. You're too good. Thank you. Oh, you. 
And then the engineer says, um, actually, Indigo, I was wondering, um, ever thought about uh, helping spread this system? You know, it's come to mind a few times. You know, from you asking and, and from uh, from Pritchard asking, and I did have this, this dream one time where uh, where, where a, a two-headed dorg asked. Uh, I thought that was a little bit more of like a, maybe a bad sign, but, you know, I think that, yeah, I think I should be doing that. Yeah. <laughs> you, you know some folks that I should go to? I, I kind of mostly just hang out here. It's not exactly easy. They try to, they really try to keep you lion bowls separate. Yeah, that's the man trying to keep us from organizing and getting the stuff that we need. So you're right, yeah. But I can't say, oh shit, that's a quandary. Deep, man, deep. If you never are able to, to interact with somebody that could be like you, you, you won't understand your, your shared struggle. I've been talking, well, me and Booker have been talking on the side, and Booker uh, steps forward. We've been talking on the side about maybe finding a way around on the way they keep us separated. It's going to be a little silly, but I know you can do it. I know you don't like us calling you boss, but Brogan, you're the boss. Booker, I, I'm going to respect the respect that you've given me. I'm not going to... I. You're right that it's not the title that I'm the most comfortable with but I value your respect that highly. Yeah, okay. What's the plan, guys? How do we spread the word? Is there any chance you could juggle or perform some other's form of clownery? Yeah. Yeah, I've got a, I've got a, a tight five mime act that I could do, yeah. Well, you see, trains are allowed to add new train cars from independent ventures, right? Yeah. And you could have employees from those independent ventures. Okay. I've been pulling some of my stash together. Well, me and Pritchard have been pulling our stash together. <laughs> and Pritchard <laughs> steps over. Yeah, we, we made this thing called Madame Shams. It's going to be a pretend little entertainment car. But each each one is going to have one of us on there as sort of a built-in line bull. And we'll talk to the other line bulls on the train. You think maybe we can tell them all about the power of being together? Yeah. Pritchard... Booker, y'all are doing me proud right now. You're doing me proud. I'm so happy to know you guys. God, happy to know you. Happy to know you. Yeah, happy to know you, boss. Little little twitch of the little twitch of the eye, but we we don't really show that too much. <laughs> Maybe my mimax is not the best. I trust you, Crooker. You you've always had the the eye for the dramatic, the flair. I trust you. This the new outfit that you put together for me. This this is working so much better. I trust your creative direction. You're the boss for this. Uh, the engineer says, um, great, I'll make some uh, make some advertisements. Hand them out, because some, some of the engineers, we the engineers, we do get to talk. This could be the start of something big. And it's because of all of us in this room right now. Right. All right, boys. Hands in the circle. Bulls run together on three. One, two, three. Three bulls run together. Yeah, excellent. <laughs> I gotta be everybody in this room, huh? Hello, welcome to Go 
Ghosts on a Train. This is a podcast we play Ghost Lines, an RPG by John Harper, not one where we do big old slurps. Uh, I'm you didn't your, have to say that. I'm your conductor. I'm your conductor, Craig, and I run the game. I'm Hannah. I play Angel Anderson, a uh, young woman who's going to have a normal time this line. <laughs> If I have to kill for it. <laughs> I'm Guy, I play Tiffin McKeel, and I am eternally grateful to Greg for saving us from a food-related ASMR disaster again. I'm Stefan, I play Drix, uh, my alter ego is Slurps McKenzie. <laughs> <laughs> I will, in fact, be terrorizing all of your ears today. That killed Guy. And our Guy special guest, over. our special guest who is very, very puzzled at uh, that moniker. We we know them from Super Suits, FN's podcast. I was on a MadCon panel with them where I learned they're a therapeutic GM. And also they're, they're going to be in the upcoming Emergent Code Animon actual play for people who like Digimon and TTRPGs. Zan! Hello, yes. I've been told that that's me. Hello, yes, I am Zan, and I'm going to be playing a fun character that we'll, we'll 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 get to see here in a bit. The audience has met them, the character, but not 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 these uh, line bulls. Mm-hmm. Not yet. the The surprise is still nicely wrapped. The prestige. Mm. I did not know about the Digimon actual play. That sounds fun as hell. Yeah. No, I will. I will be listening to that. We got our session zero tomorrow, so it is. Moving right along. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm actually a safety coordinator for it because Ooh. I'm so edgy. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. So uh, last time, our line bulls uh, were finally wrapping up the Feast of Gratitude, the coldest weeks of the year in the Imperium, where enough of the track is frozen that line bulls get some time off. Our line bulls had <laughs> technically some time off from the ghost lines, but not from their ghost lives. Now we're finally starting a new line. I suppose I would ask which of you three line bulls arrives to the Pride of Duskwall first? So and the what have to have a date? No, uh, we're doing that a little later. Okay, I'll go first. Okay, what does Angel Anderson look like as she approaches the train, which is currently being outfitted, or rather has been outfitted with the new entertainment car from Madame Shams? <laughs> Which may or may not contain somebody else on this call. <laughs> oh, fantastic. Well, I mean, you play all the NPCs, so it was going to contain you regardless. <laughs> um, uh, anyway, okay. Andrel is uh, a young girl, 14 years old, tall for her age. Iruvian, so copper-skinned, dark hair, dark-eyed short boyish hair Victorian orphan boy clothing <laughs> Greg got me a Newsies cap a couple of weeks ago which I did not ask for so now Newsies cap has been added to my uh, sort of mental picture of Andrew just because they've been on my mind and uh, a twinkle of mischief in her eyes although perhaps that twinkle of mischief is a little weighed down by the fact that the past two weeks have been wildly traumatic is is Andrew alone? Um, probably. So, is there the pitter patter of little feet from behind? Oh right! <laughs> yes, she has a door. Every time, listen. I'm the only one who remembers Jiminy. I maybe Jiminy was already on the train. Okay, 
She has a dog, Jiminy. Jiminy has three legs. He's a German shepherd shaped, but no fur except for a handlebar mustache. Um, he's a good boy, and I do always forget about him. <laughs> Sorry, Jiminy, again. Yeah, Andrew, as, as you arrive, you do see the Madame Shams entertainment car, which the three line bulls and Jacques Zirelin signed up for and were so excited to get. It looks um, kind of shabby. <laughs> like uh, somebody somebody kind of just threw it together from like repurposed a different kind of train car. Uh, and there is a figure inside. Oh, boy. Well, this will be something. All right. Who who arrives next? I'll arrive next. So Drix saunters up to the car, having had a pretty long feast of gratitude, but he's quite excited to get the hell out of the city and just get back on the rails, he thinks. All right. Physically describe him for me. So Drix is a tall Severosi man, dark skin, black hair, black curly hair. He's fairly tall, box chested. No, barrel chested. That's the thing. <laughs> Box just a box squad. barrel. Hard to tell. Hard to tell. <laughs> been a lot of barrels recently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's wearing kind of a white button up with like a brown vest over it and some khakis. He's got boots on with spurs, a uh, rope at his hip with the spurs, mm, boots with the spurs, <laughs> and a black cowboy hat with a red band going around the length of it. As you arrive, Trix, uh, you see the entertainment car. Georgie, the passenger liaison, is standing outside. She's a scovlander. She's got red hair and a beret uh, and a plaid skirt. And she's she's uh, got a clipboard and she's fretting at the entertainment car. But she's looking through the paperwork, looking like at, she's on checking, flipping between pages, expecting for something to change. <laughs> uh, you, you okay, Georgie? She stops and she says, Trix. Adric, uh, I need you to be honest with me. Yeah. Did you? Was it you who did this? <laughs> was it? All the paperwork checks out, but I know I didn't do it. I know Candace would need to do it. Do, do what? That! Madame Shams! You can be honest with me, Drix. You can be honest with me, Drix. Be honest with me. So I can be honest with Candace. <laughs> Am I am I in trouble? No, no, you're not in trouble. <laughs> she says in the way that like implies that you're kind of in trouble. Has Andrew been here yet? She would. She wouldn't. Have. Oh. She uh she heads into the crew car to go confront Andrew. <laughs> 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 Drix runs towards the dining car and is like, Greta, you gotta hide me. Angel is absolutely, absolutely so confused by the idea that she has the authority to add a new train guard to the train, isn't it? And is in fact kind of excited by the possibility that implies. Uh, so uh, next next for uh, an observer within the bottom of Sham's car to see. Uh, um, uh, is uh, Pippin McKeel, I assume. We here at Ghosts on a Train would like to take a moment to bring you a message about our friends at Emergent Code. Emergent Code is a queer and trans-led Animon Story TTRPG actual play podcast, taking inspiration from media like Digimon Tamers and Digimon Survive, a world primer 
and a two-part premiere are available now. And special Ghosts on a Train guest, Zan, participates as both player and safety coordinator. Tune in to hear the engaging story of three kids and their three animon, in what I can only describe as a unique post-apocalypse, post-recovery setting. Be sure to give a listen to Emergent Code, wherever you get your podcasts. When it comes to a question of where Pippin McKeel is, uh, I'm going to pull back and we'll, we'll talk about where Pippin McKeel was. It was before you guys stopped during Severin that Candace was like, hey, Pip, if you ever want to stop by the pub sometime, do you want Pip to, uh, to indeed take her up on that? Yes? Do you want Pip to take her up on that? I also think that even though Pip has a little discomfort with this of mostly self-pity and all that fun stuff of like, all that fun stuff. Yeah, you know, like, I don't deserve anything nice. But also, it was just like, oh, hey, ladies. Time to put on the charm. Hold on, do, do you want to take of that? Oh, yeah, please. Time to put on the charm. The old McKeel razzle-dazzle. Actually, could you describe to me the McKeel razzle-dazzle? What's Pip's look, and how's Pip uh, achieve it? Does Pip do anything with his hair? Pip uh, do anything with a coat? So, Pip's whole outfit has been kind of grody because it's what he's had for a while. However, one thing that he does not often do, just because, like, you know, he's probably like a built like a stick and has poor circulation, so honestly, he likes having a coat for comfort. He's got the undershirt on, which has, like, a nice little fine cravat it's it's actually like a nice dressy shirt with slacks and he lets his hair down actually kind of gussied up insofar as someone who kind of never can look good can gussy themselves up they look like a normal person rather than just like who is this human-sized rodent you know what some people think rodents are very cute (laughs) listen Rats are great pets. Rats are very cute. This is like a sewer rat person. <laughs> so like... The sewer man! Master Splinter would be just like, bro, shower. Uh, and then I also have a question. Uh, are we meeting in the same pub where Imperial Chits are accepted? Or are we going any, any other place? I think... This is a whole city. You got a whole city. You got a whole city. I think that we actually do not go to a place where Imperial Chits are accepted. All right. And go somewhere else, which is maybe a little bit of a risk since we're both Akarosi, but, you know. Severin uh, is across the water from Akaros. Uh Severin's like the point where it connects. Mm. So actually, you'd be pretty good here. Mm. It's a symbolic gesture, I guess, of getting out from under the Emperor's thumb. A little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I quickly was like, tavern names. <laughs> I, I got something for you, like... I, you got some. Uh, the Rusty Spigot. Rusty Spigot. <laughs> Let's do it. Enormous. Like, they, they must have uh, commissioned it. Like, a big, actual Rusty Spigot, and then what looks like a, a barrel that they kind of stuck on uh, that sign underneath it. So it's this, you know. A put-on rustic flare. That Spigot is painted to look rusty. Yeah. Or or it was thrifted. No, it was thrifted. It was it was definitely thrifted. This was actually used at one point in history, but like it stopped being that. If you went to that place in modern day, they would be the kind of place that would have their like the story of the rusty spigot on their napkins. 
you know the kind. That specific kind of like a craft beer brewery kind of dealio. Candice, for her part, has uh, definitely spent the night getting her hair nice and curled. I'm always dodgy with like any like physical description of Candace <laughs> beyond like cigarette holder, uh, middle aged looking <laughs> like that's <laughs> so I'll continue to be a little dodgy, but her hair is definitely like uh, curlier than usual. She's not wearing imperial uniform, railways uniform. We'll do a, we'll do a dress with buttons. Uh, I don't think she's so uh, gauche as to get like a crazy barrel skirt or anything like that, even if it's the feast. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> I can't believe I've been so thoroughly wrecked by this barrel skirt, like, continually. It's been, like, <laughs> it's been, like, two months of me getting absolutely, like, barrel skirts actually are a thing. Take that guy. And <laughs> Curse my Listen, ignorance. I think it's beautiful. I think it's beautiful that you've accidentally been like, hey, <laughs> let's introduce this real bit of fashion into our world. Ah. <laughs> uh. Or maybe, you know what, maybe she's got, like, it's, it's like, slightly barreled, but it's not, like, to look like a barrel. Like that's I think that's where you cross over into, like, now you're just being corny. Now we're <laughs> just being silly. Yeah, yeah. Um, show up to the uh, rusty spigot. She, she's she got her cigarette holder, but you notice the cigarette inside of it is unlit, and she says, um, You uh, clean up pretty nice there, McKeel. Uh, you don't happen to have a light, do you? As a matter of fact, Pip kind of quickly checks his pockets. I'm going to establish that, yes, Pip does actually carry a tinderbox. Yeah! As a matter of fact, I do. She leans in a little bit, inhales, so that way the uh, flame lights the cigarette, blows the smoke upwards. Thanks a bunch for uh, doing this. No, it's, it's, it's my pleasure. Is that, a, is that a different brand than usual? It smells a little, a little different. Can't get the exact same menthols here in Severus, so I uh, thought I'd try something different. Very nice, very nice. And Pip uh, leads the way into the tavern. As you're sitting down, she does ask, actually. Um, a lot of people don't actually like the smell of cigarette smoke, and I think that's part of why I kept on smoking. You being honest with me right now, McKeel? Because if uh, it bothers you, I can stop for tonight. I mean, I, mean, I don't mean quit, but... No, I, 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 don't, I don't want... It's, it's nothing. I would prefer that to the fish and the memories. We've got a waiter coming up. We've had less bougie places that have waiters. Howdy, y'all. Happy Feast of Gratitude. Just the two of you tonight? Yes, indeed. Unless we're expecting anyone. Nah, got me to yourself, McHugh. Well, just two then. Split one meal. We want a gratitude, a gratitude mini feast, or uh, ordering separate. If you'd like something that ain't fish, I can understand. Some people are a little tired by this point. I think something that isn't fish sounds lovely. We do happen to have in this establishment plenty of things with the acarosi goat. We got a curry goat, goat tail soup, goat chops. Honestly, the the curry sounds sounds lovely for me. Of course, just a, just a little bit of bite to it. Oh, we be sharing that? Sure, yeah. Get 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 us enough for two people. That sounds that sounds lovely. Anything to drink? What do you have on tap? Well, we've got plenty of IPAs, Peruvian pale ales. <laughs> <laughs> it's never not it's never not gonna be funny to say an IPA and parentheses Peruvian pale ale. <laughs> mm-hmm. that- <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> you see, this is a, this is a Greg and Guy scene. So scene. listeners are gonna have to deal with this because <laughs> I know Guy was the only one who laughed when I said that last <laughs> time. <laughs> uh, he said, "He said it was lovely." Got anything scotic? Any any whiskey? Oh my! Well, um, recently, uh, well, I had most things that are that's from Scotland on the shelves, but I I can just bring you the the glass. Can't leave the bottle with you. Here's something about the, the governor's wife, was it? Yes, yes, tragic. I, I personally think that even if uh, a Scotic witch has something to do with it, then I, I think you should just give it to... I, I think you should give it to somebody. If you manage to successfully hex someone, I, I think you got away with it. Don't you think so? And Candace uh, gives a nervous, like, ha ha, yeah, yeah. All right. Please leave. <laughs> <laughs> the lady says, oh, uh, most assuredly, ma'am. And as they leave, you see uh, she drops that Candace stare that she gives sometimes. Mm-hmm. She drops it, goes back to, to looking at you. Basically like the turning off the uh, the customer service mode for a second. <laughs> like the opposite, though. The, the, the customer aggression. Customer aggression. <laughs> yes. Press the customer's disservice. <laughs> nice uh, place you picked out here. So it's a bit symbolic, isn't it? Something a little bit away from... Uh, the usual. Away from work. Away from work. Is it not too far, but just just a, a step away. Yeah, I gotta say, if you took me to some, you know, frou-frou place with uh with with candles and the like, I might uh I might have stopped liking you. I mean this is this is still me we're talking about, isn't it? Yeah. It is still you. Hey, can you can you picture me a hey, a place like that. I can, but it's, uh... Seems inappropriate, doesn't it? Yeah. It's hard to think of you as a, a McKeel when I think of the McKeels. Well... You're too normal. <laughs> Maybe it's just me, but I feel like a whole lot has gotten kind of lost in the the legend, the, the mystery of the Feast of Gratitude and, and all that. I hope you know that you don't got to be alone during this time. Yeah. Yeah, for the for the first time in a while, that's, that's actually true. It's, it's nice being around people again. You're actually good people to be around. You try really hard. It's, it's not lost on me. Well, <laughs> got to live up to the best name. Do you think... Any of those folks, McKeel, Dunville, Colburn, you think they'd actually, uh, think they'd be happy to still be serving? <laughs> no. <laughs> Probably not, yeah. Is anyone ever happy with their employment or their boss? This, this is, be honest here. No, no. And honestly, yeah, Pippin, the, the way the way you just said that to your employer, <laughs> you're... Well... <laughs> Listen, I'm glad. If a ghost can't make you flinch, then I should. Well, it's, it's, apologies. It's, it's, it's not quite what I meant. You, you, you get it. I do. I do. And I, I, wasn't, I wasn't just joking right there. That's You're really... Uh, you're an anchor in the best way. And I, I kind of have a thing for anchors. I've, I've realized, unfortunate. 
Yeah, it's a, it sounds like a problem for you. Yeah. Did uh, Dunville ever mention Scapa? Once or twice. Mentioned something off uh, in a Ruvian trip. Something that went all pear-shaped. Yeah. Ain't that just the way? It wasn't pretty. Well, by the end of it, he wasn't either. That's kind of the benefit of uh, you, McKeel, I gotta say. No matter what, you manage to not be pretty. Yeah, it's, uh, it's hard to go uh, below rock bottom. I'll tell you what you both are, though. Solid. Selfless in your own ways. I don't know if I'd go that far, but I appreciate the kind words. You are. You're, you're persistent. I don't mean, like, pursuing me or anything like that. I don't mean like that. I mean, like, you're on the rails. Everything is, is temporary. Towns and places and passengers and freight. It's always different all the time, but the things that are persistent, that's what you take notice. Uh, I like you, Pip. You're, you're persistent. I can honestly say that I was not expecting things to go this well. Waiter comes by. All right, I've got your drinks. Uh, curry goat will be out uh, shortly. Need anything else? I got some cornbread for the table. So sorry that wasn't out when you got here. I think that it will be all thank you. Yeah, yeah, thank you. That that leave. <laughs> he does. I can honestly say that I was not expecting to last as long as I have or be as successful in doing so. But as a, a proper manager, a proper conductor. And at that, your, your face goes a little, uh, little more somber. Takes a, a sip of that. Definitely not Scavic whiskey. Not Scavic TM. Not Scavic TM. Takes a sip. Grimaces, but like you could tell it's not from the harshness of the whiskey. It's something else. Yeah, you've lasted a, a good long while. And uh, me... I think I'm worried I might have lasted a little too long. What, what, what do you mean? I'm getting old, Pip. But railway's old. I'm no cougar or nothing. <laughs> but over this past year, I've now gotten closer to 40 than I am to 30. And uh, ghost lines age real quick. Feels like it's been like three years. Yeah. That joke is for me. <laughs> Hannah would have been very upset with me for that. Yeah, she she t- takes a an inhale of the cigarette for what feels like another year. She holds it and then exhales. You know, uh, Dunville, the, the old one, Dunville, the larger. Yeah, Matrick, Matrick, his personal name. He, he got out when the the getting was good. He was thirty four. So it seems. I don't think a train is some way you should spend anywhere close to half your life on. I don't know about that. If you're in a place that's, that makes you happy, then it's worth, worth being there. As long as it makes you happy. I don't think it's going to make me happy anymore, Pip. Well, Strangford, he uh, really made me an offer. I can't refuse it, though, so it's really more like a, a threat. I'm, uh, I'm a little familiar with with those. You're getting old, he said. 
Railways old, of course. He's offering me a promotion. Desk work. Back in Duskwall. Under that downwork, kid. Mm. You see, he says that if I do end up passing it up, well, for my tenure, he said he ought to restructure the pride for my convenience. I'll see the dilemma. It's not a choice. No, that's a, that's a Strangford special. It is. I've got until Scotland to decide. Please send in the kid over the water. All of you separated from me and from each other. All because we wouldn't let him have Georgie. I don't think that's the only reason, but the factor. Hey, y'all, I got your curry go. Leave. <laughs> I mean, thank you. Leave the food. Thank you. I'm really, hey, I'm really sorry that I'm being so short with you. Just, I need, I need you, I need you to go right now. We're having a, no, I, I understand. I understand you have your conversation. <laughs> the curry goat is presented <laughs> and the waiter is, uh, the waiter is uh, rushed away. You know, it's in times like this when you're up against a, a seemingly insurmountable obstacle that I like to drink. Honestly, Pip, that's anybody who doesn't drink in this day and age, I'm suspicious of. Yes, not to forget. But uh, how about a toast to Lord Strayford and his health? And Pip gives a wink. Of course. May he find as much fortune as, uh, well, uh, we're in Severin, right? Severin's old Lord Governor. We're at best his wife. Here, yeah, yeah. here. Clink drink some. I didn't know this when we... I didn't know this when I asked you to come here. I, I didn't want this to be like a, hey, I'm going, so I'm saying goodbye. I, I, this wasn't supposed to be like a, a goodbye date. This was supposed to maybe be a hello date. If, if that's permissible. Otherwise, this could just be a dinner. We'll, we'll, we'll figure it out. We'll... I don't know what there is to figure it out. The more I think about it, just the more unacceptable it is for me to stay on the bride. I'm not going to cling to a hunk of metal. A train is good to stay at when it makes you happy. Pip, that's what you said. But it's, it's all you guys that make me happy on it. Pip uh, has a bit of a look. It looked like he wants to say something. It's it's a mix of concern, regret, fear. It's it's a look of like even though Strangford is saying this, it is a distrust. It is a concern for his safety, for that of the train and those that are on it. Because if there's one thing Pip knows, it's that Strangford's word is, well, if he tells you snow is white, he's lying. I like that. Pip, rather than like choosing to say something, with the kind of thought stuck in his craw, enjoys the curry goat. Then the two of you enjoy your dinner. Your dates even. That's where Pip was. That's where Pip was. 
That's where Pip was before heading back to uh I mean, obviously probably not right from <laughs> there to the train. Um it, there's a period, but probably yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a, that was a dinner, and then the next morning it's train time. <laughs> the last the last one to enter. Pip and McKeel can only be described as looking like a eel in a trench coat. In both, it is kind of unusual, a little bit slimy, and not altogether pleasant to look at. He's tall, lanky, pale, with greased back, dark hair, pulled back in a ponytail, and it's been the beginning of a Gin Bloom nose for a while, but now I think it's it's full-on just Gin Bloom. It's got an even longer 1,000-yard stare than usual, so it's a 2,000-yard stare. <laughs> Walking beside and slightly behind him, dresses the conductor of the train in a more formal Imperial Railways uniform. It's a middle-aged woman clutching a cigarette holder like it's a life preserver. She uh, she does have a thousand-yard stare, but she does have a, a pensive, pensive one that occasionally turns apologetic and conflicted when looking at Pippin McKeel. She, uh, she uh, takes a, a drag before it's close to the crew car. She says, uh, things can be the same for just one, one last little line, if that's all right. Should I tell him? Should should they know? I'll uh, I'll leave that up to you. Oh, my decision making ability has not been traditionally very good. Well, <laughs> I don't know what to tell you, Pippin. That it's gonna have to be. She takes a drag, and there's a sound from the office car as. A very large, intimidating man with salt and pepper hair, wearing an Imperial Railways uniform, but with the jacket unbuttoned and over his shoulders like a shitty anime character (laughs) that even mysterious figures in the entertainment car would recognize as Lord Strangford, the current Minister of Preservation. Fucking again. Um, As he exits the office car, seeing Pippin and Candace, produces a small pipe from his hands and he says, I'm terribly sorry. It appears I left my pipe when I was last here, but since I've caught you, please do inform me of what you think of my proposition, Miss Candace. Candace grimaces, takes a drag, uh, and says, uh, Yeah, I'll send you a telegram when we're in Tearmoor. Good to see you, Lord. Lord. McKeel. Uh, and he walks off. Get off my train, old man. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, glad to see he's in a cheery mood. Wouldn't you be? Hmm. I suppose, yeah, I would be a bit of a smug prick about it. She uh, begins to walk to the uh, the entertainment car. She she looks at it and she chuckles for a little bit. Um, and she just walks to the office car silently. I'm, I'm just trying to wrap my head around this because I am kind of lost now. Where is Drix? Where did he run to? Dining car. Mm-hmm. Cool. Andrel's in the, the crew car. Yeah, being yelled at, presumably. All right. I think Pip is going to go to the crew car just automatically, but also because there seems to be some upset. Oh, when Drix went to the dining car, he did send the Mayday message to the, uh, <laughs> to the crew car via the pneumatic tubes. <laughs> cool. Wait, so I can add new cars to the train? No, you can't. You can get new cars to the train, so that's why I'm wondering how you were able to add a new car to the train. Well, I didn't, but, like, would I have the authority to do that? Because I, I have ideas. I didn't know how you did it. 
I did it. How you did it, and I'm going to find out. I didn't do it. I if I did it, I would tell you because I don't view this as a as a bad thing. I know you're mad about it, but I don't fully get why. So if I did it, I would just tell you. I do think for everybody's benefit, the entertainment car would probably be added between the passenger car and the crew car. So I would love if now the uh, single employee that comes along with Madame Shams entertainment car as the rest of the train crew is now uh, now on board. Uh, so we're get- they're getting ready for passengers soon. All right. If we're getting ready for passengers soon, we've got a we've got a lot of a lot of stuff to prepare. Mm-hmm. Gotta do if we're gonna do it, we gotta do this right. Georgie is looking through the paperwork and says, Andrew, it appears that you and I are both perplexed. So at this moment, there's not much we can do except for uh Grin Barrett. I've gotta worry about passengers soon. But for right now I don't know what you're talking about. I'm having a great time. I of course you are. <laughs> It, it appears that the entertainment car has come along with a all-in-one entertainer and line bowl. <laughs> what? Is that allowed? I did. <laughs> I didn't care if it's allowed. I didn't care what's going on. <laughs> I, I don't think this laughter is in character. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay well you know and it's good to know that you can be a line bull and also other things maybe i'll try and pick up a side gig i could be an entertainer <laughs> <laughs> do you get paid extra probably not it's candace his name's uh brogan brogan's the badge name oh he's a chump at that exact moment, I think the entertainment car door opens to the crew car. <laughs> and it, it slides open, thrown with maybe a little bit more force than is entirely necessary. And in the doorway, silhouetted by the bright lights of the of the entertainment car behind, you see a average, just slightly on the shorter side, a mask-presenting figure, about five foot six, heavy set, but with the, the heavy set that kind of comes from not lifting weights, but just moving stuff all day. Slightly oversized knuckles and um, kind of a, a walk that seems to be intentionally slow. And uh, we'll see the figure with some slightly uh, oiled back black hair cut fairly close, a shortcut beard, and uh, a white shirt with a, only a few lightning oil stains on it and suspenders. As the this figure walks out of the light, you notice, one, there's no shadow in front of them when he walks despite the bright lights behind and as his gaze kind of shifts around the room you see that there's no clear border between his sclera and his pupil it's just a a pale blue that fades into a dark green Hmm. looks around a little goes all right everybody's is this everybody is this what we're working with? Hey, hey, everybody. It's great to meet you. A badge named Brogan. Uh, hey, little one. Well, how's it going? I love that joke. Oh, thanks. Oh, yorp, you're going to be... Yorp. You're going to be annoying. Ha. <laughs> and he lets out some yorps and does start to, like, climb up like when a dog wants to be pet. Oh, I got you. Come here, little pup. I got you. Jiminy, is he a ghost? 
Yep, yep. Uh, yeah, you li- can't. You don't speak licking, English. Licking in an affectionate way. Okay, probably not a ghost. <laughs> no, I feel like I would know if I was a ghost. But hey, I appreciate us getting uh, started on on the the foot of common ground. You're not a ghost either, are yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. I'm not a ghost. I mostly ask because you don't have a shadow for some reason. Oh yeah. Sorry about that. It's the parents. What can you do? <laughs> All right. Uh, well, I I didn't care what's going on. I choose I choose Nate, Nate to ask, not to ask. Uh, I am going to. This is not everybody. Uh, I'm going to find out where the hell a badge named Colburn is, uh, and uh, get some passengers. Wait, get some passengers on board. Georgie leaves. Georgie leaves. What is that? Hip, uh, presumably uh, you've you've already entered, or you can enter right now if you like. With regard, I think Pip enters at like the awkward moment, like right as Georgie's about to leave. Yeah, yeah. just like oh. you know, just the, like up. Oh, are you terribly sorry? Is this a thing that like people with parents have? I don't think Drix Drix has a shadow. Oh, I don't know if Drix's parents are alive. Technically, we like didn't meet them. Um, Georgie, do you have parents? I can't hear you. Uh, she says like somebody who definitely heard you. <laughs> it's a yes or no question. All right. Uh, what what is what does that mean? Hi, Pip. Hello, Andrew. Hello, stranger. Hey, yo. What's up, Brogan? Pleasure to meet you. Who do I have the pleasure of talking with? And uh, he's gonna walk forward and offer his knuckles out for a solid fist bump. <laughs> I'm gonna move forward. Just gonna hold him there. Not trying to, not trying to punch your fist. Just leaving it as an open invitation. Pip badge name McHugh. Pip does like a handshake on like your your fist, so just like kind of grabs aside, just you know, shakes it. Pip hand is very clammy. Hey, I I appreciate that. You're hydrated. That's hard to do here. Yeah, I like it. It's a, it's a pleasure to meet you. Uh, do you prefer Pip? Do you prefer McKeel? How? What, what's the best way to talk to you? Oh, you you can call me Pip. Well, Pip, it is an absolute pleasure. Uh, like like I said, I think I I think I mentioned if I didn't, my bad. Super rude of me. I'm you know badge name Brogan. Name is Indigo. Most folks tend to call me Brogan, but hey, if you don't want to, that's cool. I know who I am. <laughs> All right. Stefan's dying. Drinks. Yeah, I think Georgie does eventually fetch you and tell you to head back to the crew car. You do get to pass through Madame Shams' entertainment car, where it all looks very shabby. Unlike everything that was promised in that sweet ad, there is indeed the world's smallest dorg, or rather the smallest dorg that you've ever seen. The teacup with a facial hair shaped like a teacup. There's some like crackling, uh, out of tune music playing on a record player, uh, and a couple of uh, like ski ball things. This is false advertising. Yeah, eventually pass through to the crew car. Oh, hey. Oh, uh, hello. Hello there. Who? Sha, mm, mm. hey, what's up? I'm Brogan. Uh, well, codename Brogan, a uh, real name Indigo. You can totally call me Brogan, though. It's a pleasure to meet you. Who am I doing? Uh, uh, hey, yeah, it's great. Hey, um, bad, badge name Colburn, but you could call me Drix. Drix, Colburn. Pleasure to meet you. Thanks, thanks. Who, who is? Uh, I, he's a lineful slash entered one man entertainer, which is for some reason allowed. 
Oh, so, I'm an Andrew, a uh, badge named Dunville, by the way. I don't think we covered that. You can call hey, me. Hey, Andrew, son, uh, badge name. Can you give me your badge name one more time? Dunville. Sorry, I was like thinking and I forgot. Yeah, okay. Dunville. Dunville. Absolute pleasure. So great to meet both of y'all and just does a series of finger guns spread out in either direction. There's a lot happening. <laughs> Drix, like, hesitantly mimics the finger guns. <laughs> hey, this guy gets it. If Pip's eyes could focus, they'd be kind of like looking around the room awkwardly. <laughs> he doesn't really know what to focus on. Okay, so um, you're here to join the entertainment. Um, you're, you're here. Yeah. So, so you're you're in charge of the entertainment car that none of us signed off on, right? I, yeah. You know what? That's what they told me. So yeah. Are we allowed to sign off on new cars? Like Georgie did not give me a straight answer about this. Genuinely, I did not think we had the power. So this opens up a lot of possibilities. Usually, what? Okay. Happens. Wait. No, I need to. I hate to interrupt myself into y'all's dynamic here, but you need to know that you do have the power. You each, like individually, maybe not as much power, but together, if we, you know, maybe works together under a mutual understanding, we might all have more power collectively. Are you trying to get us to unionize? That is something that I am, but you cannot prove. Yes, I am 100% preaching the union. Okay. <laughs> I wouldn't be opposed to that, but... Hey! I would love to have a union. I just think we would all get murdered for it. I do think we would all yeah. die, but you guys did seem like how how much Timmy's union worked for him other than the whole, you that's, know. That's what I'm thinking. So maybe... You know, maybe this guy's not so... Maybe, maybe we should just roll with it? Maybe, maybe you... I mean, we are doing several other things we could I get think, I think for. at this moment, from the back of the train, that door on the crew car comes Jacques, the railman, along with a couple other of the railmen. The railmen are a collection of around a half dozen Frenchmen, nebulous, somewhat like red shirts. They're like a mob shirt. Like a mob shirt, yeah. They, we've, got, we've got set names for them, but... <laughs> if you would like to add some vaguely French names, by the way, by, feel free. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Jacques the Railman comes by with a couple other railmen. It appears that our call for the uh, Madame Shams entertainment car has been uh, appropriately processed. Oh, you did this! Do you not remember when I brought you that uh, Madame Shams pamphlet and we all signed it and filled it out? I don't remember that. (laughs) That is a thing that happened. Uh, It was uh, after a main episode uh, suggestion, (laughs) in fact. Uh, And you all thought it was very strange that I was coming to you with, uh, that I was coming to you with an ad and not a suggestion? That is because Jacques, he sings, no? You now understand there's a bit of a ruse going on. Okay, so we Jacques, you always think, man. You always think. I, uh, I appreciate or respect that. And you ask the Indigo, my correspondent, has told me about. Oh, okay. Share my baguette, brother. It's a pleasure to meet you. Uh, that is... Uh, <laughs> that feels like a micro. <laughs> you know what? I will take it. <laughs> my uh, my baguette's brother, and he goes for a fist bump. <laughs> oh, we're, we're, we're going to bring the fist bump. But if anybody asks, Broken is just here for the entertainment car. No? Jacques winks. <laughs> We're not what? allowed to say it's a libel. Are 
Oh, no, you could say that too, just oh, okay. not the other thing. Oh, Wink. <laughs> and Jacques is, is Jacques, Jacques. Is Jacques spearheading the operation create a union on the train? Jacques, you're going to get us all fucking killed. Hey, I look, look I'm, I'm glad that my, my word is spreading so quick, but maybe we should say like a friendship coalition. Uh, I feel like that might, that, that might skirt over. Oh, friendship coalition. I, this is very good to me. Yeah, yeah. Mon ami, mon ami, mon ami, mon ami. <laughs> mon ami to you too. <laughs> I, if there was one thing that we Elysians like, we, we Elysians love when other people try to speak Elysian. <laughs> Famously, uh, famously, Elysians are all like this. <laughs> That's cool, man. This is some real. Glad to hear. I'm learning stuff every day. <laughs> no, I'm being, I'm being, I'm being very clear. That oh, I know world. Jacques being clear. <laughs> it's like being very clear that all Elysians are very cool with this. <laughs> Uh, we shall, uh, uh. regardless, uh, we shall uh, return to the, uh, the caboose, where we shall be. Feel free to discuss more things. Uh, I believe that the passengers may be coming on soon. Broken here is indeed a line ball, so, uh, of course, he knows that uh, to not bother the passengers when they're coming on. But I uh, hope you all have a good trip. Thanks, Jacques. You do the same. I guess we'll see what happens. In the next episode, we'll, we will finally check out the passengers and start this journey to Tiermore in earnest. Okay. Thanks, <laughs> thanks so much for Zan. This is going to be a different kind of line, everybody, in a good way. <laughs> oh, boy. This is going to be it's, a It's the friendship, the friendship Coalition. The normal Friendship line. Coalition. Normal life. Normal life. <laughs> Bye. Oh, see ya. Pride of Duskwall is now arriving. Please allow all passengers to exit the train before boarding. This has been Ghosts on a Train, a podcast with the Faustian Nonsense Network, where we played Ghost Lines, an RPG written and designed by John Harper. Music by Sebastian Black and TJ Woods. Edited by Greg Corobus, with Creative Commons Zero sounds from freesound.org, and additional sound design by Kai Gwillem Pritchard. Our cover art is by Yoshiko Agresta. Your line balls for this trip were... Indigo, badge name, Brogan. Played by me. Zan. Andrew Anderson, badge name Dunville, played by me, Hannah Levin. Adric, aka Drix, badge name Colburn, played by me, Stefan Lewis. Pippin Pip McKeel, badge name McKeel, played by me, Guys White Bell. And I have been your conductor, Greg Corobus. For bonus content, as well as behind the scenes, become a patron of the Faustian Nonsense Patreon. And in lieu of monetary support, a review on your favorite podcatcher will help Ghosts on a Train maintain visibility. If you have any questions about the Pride of Duskwall or additions to suggest for the train, please email them to ghosttrainpod at gmail.com or contact us on Twitter at ghosts underscore train. And I'll have Candace bring them to the line bowls. Thank you for riding with us, and please consider traveling with us again next time. Recording. 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 It is so weird to be on a video call with someone after months of listening to their disembodied podcast work. <laughs> oh no. Uh, I, I I wasn't prepared to do an alligator voice, but I mean, I can. <laughs> I, I, please do. I'm going to put it at the end. Wait, wait. No, do it. I'm going to put it at the end. <laughs> no, it's, it's really happening. stressing. Okay. I don't know if my, my background filter was uh, merciful to us, but... <laughs>
if it's not, uh, Zan's just ripping that monster. <laughs> mm, just a good slurp. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> All right, uh, I can. I, I, uh, shall Shall I begin? All right, Stefan, you can't even complain about a good slurp after last time. <laughs> um, that sounds like a story. Let's not do this. Hello, <laughs> welcome to. This program was brought to you by a network of dedicated artists with creative souls just like just like yours. 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 yours Faustian Nonsense thanks you for your patronage. Just like yours.